This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Terry Stuck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly podcast on keeping ourselves beautiful. Beauty Now has interviewed top docs on specialists on lasers, lifts, tucks, breast dogs, Brazilian butt lifts, your skin, hair, inner beauty, outer beauty. And today I'm going to have our favorite doctor back, Dr. Brent Mulliken. Welcome back, Dr. Mulliken. It's great to be back. You have so many great shows, and if our listeners haven't checked those out, make sure to check them out. He's done everything from tummies and breasts, and he's one of our top specialists. So today we're going to talk about one of the most difficult things for a patient to be pleased with your lips. You have a new procedure, ooh-la-la lips is what you're calling it, and everybody wants those Angelina Jolie lips. Tell us how we can get them. Well, I'm not sure you can get Angelina Jolie lips because only Angelina Jolie can have Angelina Jolie lips. We hate her. Okay. We hate her, right. We do hate her. But you can augment your lips, and there are a million ways to do it. And one of the things that we've been very happy with is taking the patient's own tissues. We call it, we use live fill grafts, which are little strips of the patient's own tissue. They're all alive when they go in. And we place those through little incisions inside the mouth, little nicks inside the corners of the mouth. We put the Lala lip graft into the lips. So how do you get the patient's tissue? Usually we go down to the pubic area and we need about a one-inch incision. And then we get the little strips of tissue from the deeper tissues, which are the best for augmenting lips. And they're all alive when they go in. So it's a little bit different from another method that your, your listeners, I'm sure, have heard about, namely fat injection. Now, when you do fat injection, which is another way of augmenting lips, you're, you're using liposuction. You're taking fat cells out with a suction device, and then you put them in a syringe, and then you inject them into a lips. The problem is when you do fat injection, a lot of the cells just don't make the journey, so they die. So what you're starting off with when you do fat injection is maybe 25% live cells. So that's why I, I came up with the Lala lip graft, and I don't know why I call it Lala other than I like it. Los Angeles. I like it. Los Angeles twice is Lala. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, but um, when we take strips of the patient's own tissue, that's all alive when it goes in. So they're both grafts. They're both tissue taken strictly from the patient's own body. So no plastic, no artificial material, no temporary stuff. This is actually tissue taken from the patient's body, placed into the lips, and then the healing process starts. The patient develops their own blood supply into the grafts. And if you look at them on biopsies later, there are actually little blood vessels in there. So this is very, very different from, you know, putting in temporary fillers or even fat injection biology. So it's, it's pretty exciting. What if you've already had fillers in your lips? Are you a candidate? Absolutely. Patients who've already had fillers are still candidates for, you know, a Lala lip graft. And what we do typically is we let a little time go by to let the temporary fillers go away. Now, I would say, you know, I'm always cautioning for for procedures that I don't care about. And one of those procedures is silicone. And you're hearing a lot about silicone nowadays because for some reason it's making a resurgence. Now, we know that silicone in the lips looks great at first. 
And then over time, this chronic inflammatory reaction develops that causes chronic swelling of the lips. And it can give this weird trout look where the upper lip kind of flops down from the top, the kind of the trout lip look. And that's really something we want to avoid and caution our you know, listeners not to get any silicone injection into their lips. I would also say that materials such as radius or article or artifil really should be avoided in the lips because they have some permanent component in them in addition to the collagen. And that can cause a chronic inflammatory reaction which could come back and haunt you years after the initial injection is done. And radius, that is the big lumpy lips where even some doctors that are really, you know, board certified don't know not to use that in the lip. Exactly. Now, the radius company, which I think has now gone broke officially. Right. But, but um, you know, they did caution, even before they went broke, not to use it in the lips. It was, wasn't indicated for that area because the lips are so sensitive. We, we want to be really delicate with our lips and not just put this bone material or plastic beads or anything like that in the lips. Just stick with natural stuff like hyaluronic acids. Juvederm is great. Restylane is great. Different hyaluronic acids like Prevail, Prevail Silk, those are great. But I would really avoid anything like Artifil, Article, you know, any of the semi-permanent fillers, and absolutely, definitely avoid the silicone products. Now, there's some silicone products coming from Europe also, and there are many of those that we haven't even heard the names here, nor hopefully will we ever hear them in the United States. But those materials are, in my opinion, just as bad as silicone. And we've, we do have a number of patients from Europe that we're having to operate on and take out the lumps from their lips from these injected materials. So I really caution people, you know, um, Restylane is fine. Juvederm is fine. No one gets hurt. If you don't like the way it looks, it goes away. But really try to avoid any of those permanent or semi-permanent fillers. And nothing looks worse than having your lips botched. And, and I don't think we have to say this to the listeners, but let's just say it anyways. I mean, I did see somebody here that got their lips injected in a nail salon because supposedly it was a Vietnamese doctor and a good price. Don't skimp on your face. Don't skimp on on injectables like that. You need to go to a really qualified doctor to do that. So, okay, so the next question would be, you're going to have to let the fillers kind of go away before you can have this procedure done? Yeah, usually fillers like Juvederm or Restylane, which are the two most common, they last about six months and then they're gone. So when we do a lip graft, like the Lala lip graft, typically we'll wait two months after the last filler injection, and that gives us a really good idea of how the lips are going to look eventually. What a lot if you of have scar tissue? What if you have scar tissue built up from, you know, repeated injections over the years? Is that going to affect it? Well, one of the things we do when we put in the Lala Lip Graft is we take a little micro scissors and we actually break up the scar tissue to give it a totally new plane. Now, some of the older techniques that were used, they're not really done that much anymore, like cadaver material placed into the lips, like alloderm. That caused an inflammatory reaction and a tightening of the mouth. So some people got literally, they could not open their mouths because of the alloderm causing a scarring reaction. So what we do in those patients is we take out as much of the alloderm as possible and we break up the scar tissue. So when scar tissue is present and we're putting in a lala lip graft, our first step is break up as much of the scar tissue as possible. Now, of course, it's better not to have that scar tissue in the first place. So don't put crazy stuff in your lips. Like, what about, what do you think about this new Surgicil lip implant that just came out? Well, I'm not I don't know a if it just came out, but I, just, I don't know if it just came out, but I just saw a thing on the doctors on it. 
Yeah. I, I don't care for lip implants that are actually implanted. I'd much rather use the patient's own tissue to, to achieve more volume because you have a synthetic implant in the lip that you can totally feel. You can actually feel it. And it's weird if you're kissing somebody and they go, well, what is that piece of plastic in your lip? <laughs> That's just horrible. So you do, you never want to have that experience, in my opinion. No, and, and the more natural your, your lip could look, the better you look. Absolutely. So that's why when patients come in, and we, we you kind of made a joke about Angelina Jolie, but people do come into our offices and they say, can I look like Angelina Jolie? And the answer is, you know, usually not. What we do is we take the lips that the patient has and we enhance them. That's our goal, not to make totally different lips on somebody because the lips just aren't ready for it. They just yeah, will see, not I wasn't that joking about Angelina. I really do want her lips. I know, exactly I really right. do. Okay. Right. And we get as close as we can. We get as close as we can. If, if I could have a picture of anybody on the wall that I hear most requested looks for their lips, it would be Angelina Jolie for sure. I know, because they look so natural. They're not like the kind of lips that you see where you say, you know, where we know another famous actress, which I won't name, but you're like, oh my gosh, who did those lips? That looks terrible. Because exactly. what happens when it bends down on the top, you know what I mean? Like that it almost folds over. What is that? Well, there's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with lip injections. And, and the, this can be with temporary lip injections or with permanent lip injections. And usually it happens when someone wants too much volume into their lips. So the skin and the mucosa is very delicate, and it's built for a certain amount of volume. And you can enhance that volume, but you can't totally exceed the volume because what happens then is the beautiful white line on the top of the lip and the vermilion border, that starts to get blunted and weird. It looks like a sausage when you put too much volume in. So we don't want to exceed the natural volume that the lip is capable of supporting. Also, when we augment lips, we want to look at the face as a whole. This is an artistic endeavor. We don't just want to inflate lips and send people on their way looking like Daffy Duck. That's doing absolutely nothing for our patients. So we want to look at them as a whole. What's going to make the patient more beautiful? Sometimes, you know, in ladies who are 50 plus, if we just augment their lips and we don't augment some of the other areas that have lost volume, that's when we get this disharmony. And I'm afraid to say it, but in Beverly Hills, you see a lot of it, where the lips are big and the patient has had the normal loss of volume that occurs over the years, and the two of them just don't mix. We want to look at the patient as a whole and make them beautiful as a whole, not just give an older lady big, fat lips. We don't want that look. No, we don't want that look. And we're going to be right back with Dr. Brent Mulliken and your lips, injections, and more. Thank you so much. We're going to be right back. This is Carrie Garrison with Camera Dojo. If you'd like to make the most out of your photography, come check us out at the Camera Dojo podcast at personallifemedia.com. We're back with Dr. Brent Mulliken. Everything you need to know about lips. 
this doctor's going to tell you, and he's a pro. Welcome back. Well, it's great to be back again. Well, we were just talking about your procedure to make la-la lips, which I love, <laughs> and I'm, I really want these la-la lips, so I, I'm, I'm on to this. You were just talking about fillers and also the procedure to put live tissue into your lips. How right. long does this procedure last? Well, we think it lasts for good. And the reason that is, is that when you do the lala lip graft, what you're doing is you're taking tissue from the lower abdomen, you know, making an inch-long incision, going down to the pubic area. Usually we shave the hair so the incision's not apparent. And then we go down to the, the, the really good tissues for harvesting, which are the fascia and a little bit of the deeper fat. And those, we take strips from that, and we actually, then we close that area up, very hard to see the incision, and we take the material, we actually transplant it to the lips. So we make very teeny incisions inside the corners of the lips. I need one on each side, and that's enough to get a nice graft on the upper lip and a nice graft on the lower lip. I hate to ask this, but is... Do people grow hair there? I mean, you would have hair follicles. Has that been a problem? No, there's been no chance of uh, hair follicle formation because we take the tissue a little bit deeper than where the hair follicles are. So it, there are no hair follicles in the tissue that we harvest. Does it look natural? The Lala look, graft looks very natural because it's the patient's own tissue, and we don't exceed what the natural lips are capable of supporting. So we can enhance greatly the volume of the lips, but we don't try to make someone with super, super thin Nicole Kidman-type lips into Angelina Jolie. Otherwise, they would just look like sausages. And if you don't believe me, just look at Australia. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, well, then I will. Okay, no, I didn't say that either. So you're, you're thinking that this lasts forever. Do, you, do people get fillers on top of this implant? People can get fillers for little nooks and crannies around the lips, and, and you're never really free of the need for fillers because fillers are wonderful for fixing little teeny nooks and crannies on the surface. Live fill or the Lala Lip Graft is a lot better for restoring three-dimensional volume. So that's the difference between fillers and, you know, the Lala Lip Graft. So you can also get fillers in little nooks and crannies that develop over the years in the face. So you're not going to really have the need to use fillers right away, but you might want to fill in the little lines, that, like the smoker's lines, right? Well, the Lala Lip Graft helps a great deal for smoker's lines. Now, smoker's lines have a lot of causes, and one of them is, you know, loss of volume of the lips. Over the years, the lips just get smaller and smaller and smaller. So women who are in their 40s look back at their 20s, pictures taken in their 20s, and they say, I wish I had those lips again, because the lip volume actually diminishes. And what happens when the lip volume diminishes, the skin is exactly the same as it used to be, so it's going to look deflated. And sometimes those lip lines start to form. Now, sun also causes those lip lines to form. Too much sun will cause damage in the elastic fibers of the lips, and they will literally be unable to shrink back you know, as the volume recedes over time. Then the third thing that causes those lip lines is, of course, smoking. And then there's a fourth thing that people don't know about, and that's kind of mannerisms. Like British people, a lot of times, they sort of purse their lips. They're very elegant in the way they speak, but they can get very, very deep lip lines because they kind of purse their lips. And for those patients who have that sort of habit of pursing their lips and causing lip lines to form, we can actually put micro amounts of Botox into the lips, into the areas, just to kind of mellow out the lip muscles that are hyperactive, that are too active and are forming these lip lines. So lip I want to ask you about that, because so, I have heard of that, putting some drops of Botox there. So there's no worry of, you know, drooling or... Because doesn't that make your muscles relax? So 
So if you put a couple drops there, you're saying that'll just make it relax enough that you're not going to have slurred speech or anything like that? Well, we need to be very, very careful when we use Botox anywhere on the face because what Botox will do, it'll do just what you tell it to. And if you put it in the lip muscles in extremely, extremely small quantities, it can mellow out hyperactive lip muscles. But if you put in too much, then absolutely you'll be drooling like a fool because the Botox will do what you tell it to. It'll totally relax the lip muscles, and then boom, you have a problem that will take three months to go away. And it'll just be horrible to sit in there drooling your soup but looking beautiful. Exactly. So, again, go to a professional. Really check out your doctor. Absolutely. I, I personally wouldn't go to a nurse for that. I wouldn't. I mean, just because doctors go to school for a long time for a reason, even though I think there's a lot of great nurses out there that can inject. I really do. But I would ask for the doctor if I was going to be having it put above my lip. Right. You know, and the laws of California state that a nurse can perform injections, you know, as long as they're under the supervision of a doctor. But what you see often is that many nurses actually have their own private practices, which is against California law. I mean, we're here in California now. It's against California law, but, you know, it seems to be done a lot, and there's sort of a doctor supervising, but really that's not kosher. No, and I I was actually at the plastic surgery convention. I was out by the pool, and this nurse started talking about how she works in a medispa, and and I said, oh, do you have the doctor there? And then she said, oh, no, we don't have the doctor there. And she was saying all this stuff that she did. So that was scary. Yeah. Well, these issues are complex, and and when you're messing with your face... You know, it's 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 inconvenient if you have a problem for three months to to walk around with lips that don't function too well. But but if you're a newscaster or someone on the air or you make your living with your voice or you're in contact with people a lot, that can be pretty pretty uh, damaging. Well, for anybody really, I'm sure nobody wants to look like a drooling freak either. But so Absolutely. that's the thing, and and lips are very hard, I think, to get right. I mean, I do think that. It's fair that if you have to go back for a little touch-up on one side of your lips, I think it's, it's fair to the doctor. I think that's, that's a great philosophy. If your doctor is conservative, if they do you know, a good amount, but, hey, I need a little bit more, wonderful. No one gets hurt. But if you're too aggressive the first time, you can't go back and, and say, wow, we went too far. You know, how can we go backwards? That's the backward step is a very hard step to take. That's the a good philosophy. Step, exactly. Because also your skin on your eyes and your face, like we talked before, that you can always go back and take out more, but you can't put more skin back in. That's absolutely right. So conservative attitude, if you look at the really, really top doctors, by far most of them tend to be a little bit conservative. Right. That's, that's really, really good advice. So tell us more about your procedure. How long until you're looking beautiful. So you leave and you're, I'm assuming you're very, very swollen. You know, the, the swelling that you get from the Lala Lip Craft is much, much less than you get from fat injection. And the reason for that is we don't have to exaggerate how much we put in when we do the Lala Lip Craft. When you, when you do a fat injection technique, you're, you're counting on a lot of the cells not surviving. So you have to over-exaggerate the amount of fat you put in. And we've actually done some studies looking at the you know, which cells are alive and which cells are dead with fat injection, and you can't really tell. Some parts of the specimen, the cells are maybe half alive, and some parts of the specimen, they're almost all dead, all depending on where the fat was suctioned and where it was in relation to, you know, the the negative effects of, of the vacuum and all sorts of technical things. So you really can't tell which of the cells are alive and which are dead. So when you're exaggerating the amount of fat you put in, how can you be sure 
that the amount that you're exaggerating will survive evenly. And that's been the, one of the bugaboos about fat injection, is when all the swelling goes down, and there's a lot of swelling, you tend to see areas of lumpiness. So areas that more fat survived and areas where less fat survived. So the Lala lip graft has been much more predictable in our hands because the tissue is more alive when it goes in. And we've done some studies looking at CT scans, and we've looked at the volume that survives of the initial grafts, and it's very, very high. So we're compared seeing, to the fat then. What if exactly. somebody's already had fat injected? Can they still get the Lala lift? The, we still can do the Lala lip grafts in patients who have had fat injection because usually the patients who have had fat injection will say, I loved it at first after the swelling went down. I loved it, but then the fat tended to go away. And this is not a surprise because most of the fat you're injecting is dead. And the body's not going to be happy about that. It's going to take its little white blood cells and get them over to the lips and start chewing up the fat injection. So that's why we like the Lala lip graft where the live fill material that's used is alive. It's, you know, in our studies, we showed about 88% of that material is alive when you put it in as opposed to about 25% from the fat injection. So that's why we prefer, you know, in our practice, the Lala lip graft. Well, I'm off subject really quick. I'm reading about fat injections into the breast. So what do you think about that? Just your opinion. Well, my opinion on fat injection of the breast is don't do it. Number one, you don't get that big of an augmentation anyway. And number two, you're taking this material, this fat injection material, remember, which is mostly dead, and you're injecting it into the breasts. Now, the body deals with dead cells differently. Sometimes it'll just gobble them up and they'll go away, no harm done. But sometimes the body will wall off the dead cells. It'll literally make a little wall around the cells. And in these walls tend to form calcium. And we all know what calcium is. That's what you look at when you're looking for mammograms. You look for the odd calcium to detect cancers early. Now, what happens if you do an injection of fat into the breast and the little little spots of calcium form? How do you know if it's cancer or not? So what if all these women who are getting this fat injected into their breast develop calcium down the line? What are we going to do about it? Are they going to be needing a bunch of needless biopsies? Because you know, the radiologist is scratching his head, so, wow, I see all this calcium. You know, I don't know if it's cancer. I don't know if it's not cancer. You better biopsy it. Good and, advice. And then someone who got, you know, fat injection into their breast may be saying, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that because, you know. So fat injection into the breast is still considered very experimental. There are some very good doctors who are experimenting on it. But if my wife or my sister came to me and said, you know, I'm considering a breast augmentation. What do you think about fat injection? I would say absolutely not. Let's wait until the studies are done. Wait until they prove it's safe long-term. Then we can consider it. Good advice, especially since it's the same with your lips then, right? Yeah, you don't want to be experimenting on anything, you know, on your lips, especially with, you know, temporary fillers or with silicone. Those are the, the things that can cause, you know, problems that can never be fixed. Silicone in the lips causes a chronic inflammatory reaction. It changes over time. It can never be fixed completely. Well, I can't let you go without asking this important question. How much does it cost? Now, usually most people have the Lala Lip Graft done under local anesthesia. Sometimes they'll have a little bit of sedation, and it's around $5,000. And it lasts forever, you think? We 
in our studies, it, it has lasted forever. Yes, it is a graft from the patient, and, you know, and there, there are lots of caveats with that. The patient can't smoke or the graft might die. The patient has to take good care of themselves. And there is, you know, the element of chance. For any graft that's transplanted, there is a chance that it might not survive. However, we do have very, very high success rates with our Lala Lip Grafts. It sounds amazing, and of course, we always say, please don't smoke. Check with your doctor. There's a drug called Chantrix. Is that correct? Chantrix? Yes, Chantrix, and that's been a big help for many, many patients. Yeah, we, we don't want you smoking. That's not a, a beauty now philosophy. That's brilliant advice. <laughs> well, I think it's most people's advice, but I know a lot of people are addicted. So Dr. Mullican had told me about a drug called Chantrix, and so that did help my sister. She ended up going and getting it, and so she is quitting. That's, so that's great. Good. So she can be in to see you soon. That's wonderful. So, so happy thank you so much for being with us again today and for telling us all about lips, and I want that procedure immediately. That sounds so good. I love to have big lips. I think they look so great, but, of course, I want natural ones. Well, that's wonderful to talk to you again. You too, and, and thank you. And um, if you would like to get to Dr. Mulliken's website or his email, please go to personallifemedia.com. If you'd like transcripts of today's show, please go to personallifemedia.com. We're going to link you up with Dr. Mulliken's website, his info. You can check out his other shows on tummy tucks and facelifts, and he has, does life fill on the neck too, so that's pretty interesting. And thank you again for being with us. If you have any more questions, T-E-R-I at personallifemedia.com, and I'll hook you up with Dr. Mullikin. Thanks again for being with us. Well, it's my pleasure. I saw you shopping at the North Star Mall. Hardly recognize you at all. It wasn't until I heard you say hello. I realized you were a girl I know. You look completely different than you did in 91. A total transformation. Come on, admit it. You had a little work done. Had a little work done. Holy cow. It don't matter. Wow, look at you now. How'd you like to get together for some fun? Like it since you had a little work done. Remember back in school we were drunken with kids, and I pretended that you didn't exist. You were a cute thing, but you couldn't be the trophy girl I wanted hanging with me. You've gone from plain white bread. To a honey bun I think I'd like to have a taste now Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you, a damn near choke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking mighty sweet 
I never fantasized before that you would be the one. But now you're in my night and day dream. You're sure amazing since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy cow. It don't matter, wow, look at you now. How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kinda like you since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.